Hello, this is a good Friday morning, and we got Chad and Don with us today. This is Larry. Say hello, Chad. We are here. It's great to be here. We have a wonderful day started. I think I was in another place. I mean, I hadn't woke up yet, I think. I was just like sitting here. We're, what are we doing? Oh, we're on a radio show. This is oh, great. Oh, you thought you were back in your office oh taking a nap. Yes. I, so uh, we, I am here and, and live in the studio. Just have to, uh, you know, shove me occasionally. But it's That's a great crazy. day um, to, to do a show, talk about real estate. Uh, we understand there are changes happening all around us. Uh, we talked a little bit about some of those things last week with uh, how all real estate is local. Some places are going to do poorly. Some are going to do really well in any economy. And uh, But we're going to pause that discussion a little bit this week because we have an amazing guest to talk about something that's fascinating. And, you know, we wouldn't do a show if we didn't think it was interesting. And, and relevant and so um well at least to us that's right and so i'll let dawn introduce our guest but we're going to be talking about 3d printing and in real estate which is just fascinating so uh dawn who, who you got with us today well good morning hey today we've got anna from opis uh opis core which is a 3d home printing company and i gotta say it's fu- i think it's funny chad that that you're not quite awake because i've been so excited about this interview that i could hardly sleep I oh, woke yeah. up like an i'm excited hour and about half the interview early. i'm awake i just was like in a pause i don't know what happened so uh we're glad good we're all morning. here <laughs> yes. that's it good morning anna are you there with us yes hello hello uh thank you very much for having me oh so excited thanks for being here and Anna, before we get too deep into our discussion, tell us a little, or our audience, a little bit about who you are and what you do, how you got into this industry, and uh, we'll kind of dive into some details as we move forward. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, my name is Anna Chen Yuntai. I'm a CEO and co-founder of Episcore. Uh, we are the company that developing proprietary technology to robotically 3D print homes directly on site. And so we may, we based in Melbourne, Florida. It's a space coast. And so basically I st- studied space physics before coming to that, to, to this industry. And then me and my co-founder, we had experience in a, uh, with the construction uh, project, massive construction project on Olympic Games in 2014. And this is how we basically saw that construction industry is so outdated and there is a room to introduce robotics and automation to increase productivity, to build faster with better quality and more affordably. So this is how we started five years ago by creating the innovative uh, design of the robots and we 3D printed at several landmark projects so far. One of them is the, uh, today the Guinness World Records is the largest 3D printed building ever constructed on Earth. It's uh, located in Dubai. Uh, we also the finalist of NASA competition uh, called the 3D Printed Habitat Challenge. It was more about how we can apply autonomous robotics technologies to build shelters on Moon and Mars for first to arrive. It's, of course, long-term strategy, uh, but we were happy to apply our knowledge for that, and we're happy to uh, became the finalist on that. And last year, we 3D printed two buildings in the United States, uh, one in Missouri and another one in Boca Chica, Texas. And today, we're working hard to 
uh, expand our company and our presence and uh, build 3D print more homes in the United States starting in Florida. Wow. That's, a, that's amazing. So you guys are on the cutting edge of this industry. And, you know, what's amazing is that, you know, as things become, uh, you know, as the industry changes, I mean, we need we need new technologies. We need new um, and need innovation in the, in the space of real estate. And this is really important what you guys are doing. And uh, you can check out, I checked out your website. We'll get that out to our audience in a few minutes here. But to look at some of these, uh, the products, the, the, the real estate the, the, that you're building, it's really good stuff. And the thing about the, uh, the industry is that you can create anything you want. You're not limited by, you know, 90-degree angles and things like this when you're building it um, the way you guys do it. It, it really is fascinating. Yes, exactly. And, uh, uh, yeah, technology provides the opportunity to build uh, the 3D print curve uh, shapes and walls. This is something that was very expensive with the traditional um, methods and materials or very, very, or, or even not possible at all. Can, can you please, like a lot of people don't actually even understand what 3D printing is. Can you, pl can you please explain what 3D printing is and how it applies to a house? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the 3D printing technology, or it's also called additive manufacturing, it's the uh, way how you can uh, fabricate uh, objects by adding material layer by layer. Uh, you basically create the desired shape of an object, uh, just adding layer by layer, extruding uh, materials by layers, and that allows to save a lot of material because you use as much material as you need. You don't need to cut some of the leftovers, for example, right? Uh, if we uh, compare to the uh, another method that's called subtractive manufacturing, when you have the material and you need to cut all of the layers to get the desired shape of the building uh, or, or the object. That creates a lot of uh, waste. But with additive manufacturing, it's almost zero waste. And the additive manufacturing made a huge revolution in the way how we prototype and fabricate small objects with plastic, with metal. And today we use it in almost in every uh, industry, in medical and dental and innovators in this, uh, and um, uh, innovators even work to create the methods how to 3D print organs. So that's really huge uh, and fascinating technology. But our company, we work how we can apply additive manufacturing to create bigger uh, objects like homes and buildings. So basically we deliver the, uh, we use uh, larger machines and instead of plastic, or metal, we use durable, strong, concrete-like material. Uh, we deliver the robot to the construction site, and the robot starts extruding the concrete layers, uh, basically layer by layer, and that this is how we create the desired so, shape of Anna, the building. So, Anna, let me ask you a question real quick while you're talking about that, because what folks should do, I, if you want to see this, we, we only have about a minute left before we get to a break, but if you go to APIS dash core.com that's a-p-i-s dash c-o-r dot com you can look at these uh some of these products that they've done 
this is not something that we see a ton of in our industry right now. So how far away do you think we are from seeing neighborhoods being built using this technology? Uh, so today, uh, the, it's already used to 3D print uh, and build uh, neighborhoods. Uh, there are about 10 or 12 homes already 3D printed in the United States and more homes built uh, across the, the, the globe. Uh, so, but we see that next year we're going to expand and we already have the partnerships with the uh, companies and organizations to 3D print uh, homes for the affordable housing needs and also for the homeless people. We cooperate with the Wilmington uh, uh, Village we'll, in North Carolina. And we'll have to hold that thought tomorrow. and come back and finish this discussion on the other side of the break. Hang on. We'll talk about this some more. PalmettoRealEstatePros.com. Join you back in a few minutes. We're back. This is Chad and Larry, and uh, Dawn is with us, and we have a guest, Anna, who is talking to us about 3D printing, something we're going to see more and more of, I'm sure. And uh, before we go back to Anna, we have our mortgage specialist, the expert, the uh, person who knows everything about mortgages. And uh, we want to get an update from Erica to find out because we know that people are concerned about interest rates. So, Erica, tell us what's going on, not just about interest rates, but just lending in general. I mean, the, the sky's not falling, so we need to remind people of that. But just kind of give us a little update of what's happening. So um, our, the, the bond market, interest rate market, went a little crazy this time last week. Um, we lost 86 basis points last Friday. Um, and then uh, it continued on Monday uh, and Tuesday of this week. And it basically, we were ahead of the Fed announcement to hike rates. What essentially happened is reports came out at the end of last week showing that inflation was much higher than we were expecting. And so the mortgage-backed security, the mortgage market um, responded and rates went through the roof because they were anticipating another Fed hike, even though the Fed said the last time that they hiked rates that they didn't see a 50, you know, uh, basically 50% hike at the next meeting, which we know it turned out to be on Wednesday much higher than that. It's three quarters. Well, they're going to oh, continue wow. to raise rates. There's just no way around it. They've got to get inflation under control. And so they're going to continue to raise rates. And so we just encourage folks, look, it's still a good time to buy. Inventory is still low. There's, you're just going to have to factor in, you know, whatever the rate is. And it's still historically low, but we've had a, um, you know, uh, I guess an earthquake with this, this inflation that they're trying to get under control. So, but... We know where we and can here's go. The thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can call me. And I, I just want all consumers to understand that um, the housing market is solid in the sense that, like, it is still a great time to buy because even right now, I think, is the cheapest you're going to get into the housing market in the next five years. Um, yeah. You're not agreeing to a mortgage. You're picking a home. Your mortgage can change. You can refinance. You can't, you can't hope and pray that that house is going to be there, the right house is going to be there. And that needs to be influencing decisions, not what the interest rate is. And I know people think that's crazy. If you can afford it, you need to buy it now. We can, we, rates will come back down. They're cyclical, and we will get you in a better place in the near future. 
Well, thank you, Erica. And I want to remind folks out there listening that Erica's show is on Tuesday uh, from 9 to 10. So make sure you tune in for even more great information with the expert of experts with real estate as far as we, uh, you know, with financing. So, Erica, we appreciate you joining us. And uh, remember, you can go to our website as well to get more information. Uh, get If you want to sell a house, buy a house, you can certainly call us or Erica. Uh, a link on our website, palmettorealestatepros.com. So make sure you do that. And uh, we want to come back to Anna because we're talking about 3D printing of houses. And, and uh, Anna, before we, we left, before the break, you were talking or we were talking about how how we're seeing this more and more in the industry, that you, you were seeing some neighborhoods being constructed using 3D printing. And we're going to see this more and more. So tell us a little bit about, like, if someone's looking at this industry and saying, you know what, I think I, I would like to go this route cost-wise. What are people looking at as far as a cost with a stick-built house versus a robotically constructed 3D house? Oh, yeah. So that, this is a great question. So that uh, really depends on the, the what technology you use to 3D print the home. Because today there are a lot of different robots and equipment used to, to construct robotically the, the houses. So if we speak about our technology, we can build a finished house uh, up to 30% less compared to the traditional construction method. That's, uh, I, I, well, I want people to understand what you just said. 30% less than a traditionally yes. constructed house. That's real money. That's substantial. Yeah, so if you're if it's a hundred thousand dollar house that you were gonna build, you're talking maybe seventy thousand versus a hundred thousand for the same size house. Yeah, let's, exactly. Let's make that and bigger. A three hundred thousand dollar house now just became two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, when we talk about interest rate hikes, that is so much more affordable. Well, not only that, but when uh, you have construction cost, not just the the labor cost, we know that's higher, but you also have the material cost has gone through the roof, and so. As that continues, if inflation is not tamped under control, this is going to become something more and more appealing. Yes, so. absolutely. And the, the, the way how we achieve this is that we 3D print the walls much faster and more affordably because we don't rely on the skilled labor, which is very, very uh, shortened today and very expensive. There is a problem with the skilled labor. And it's not something like we, we want to take someone's job. We try to fill the gap for new homes by applying robots and build. Well, this is, this is beautiful, though, because when there's, a, when there's something that's not working right or there's not enough labor force to take care of an issue, like you said, skilled labor, which we see all the time in our, on a limited basis because we're trying to renovate houses and we run into this all the time. Okay, we need an electrician. Well, the electrician's six weeks out. You know, so we run into these same issues on a smaller scale, and when you're building a house, you know, these things cause real delays, um, getting products, getting the skilled labor. So this is really good stuff, um, and I, I want to, staying on this theme with the construction side, tell us a little bit about, like, efficiency as far as once you live in the house. So building the house is great. You get it at a cheaper uh, I won't say cheaper is not the right word, less right? Expensive. Less expensive. You get it done more economically. But on the other side, once you live in this house, what would someone as the as the um, utility cost? Is it similar, better? 
is it more better better insulated because it's you know built differently how how does that how are you, what are you guys finding so our homes the three different homes they are compared to concrete masonry unit block walls you know it's like a concrete block houses they're very very um popular in florida and the southern states as well so first it's much stronger than a concrete block uh, house and we also can apply value engineering to increase the uh, r value because we can put different materials in the walls so we can insulate the the, the walls better than with the traditional uh, concrete block house for example so it's stronger and it's more um, energy efficient so it can help to reduce the utility bills right that's during amazing. the winter or during the summer All right that's amazing because so you in, include it in the construction uh, as you're building it which you know is going to be solid be there forever so this is good stuff so, so go ahead don i yeah i have a question anna um if you're if you're printing these 3d walls and you're building it layer by layer like you would with legos or or bricks but you're not because it's just that printer i think it, I, I read on your website the printer's name is frank which i love that you've named him frank <laughs> <laughs> i think it's hilarious um as as you're building these layers you know one or two stories high uh, how do you how do you account for plumbing and wiring and things like that to go through the walls yeah so as of today so i just want to be clear that technology used to 3d print the walls only this is how we expedite the biggest part of the construction of a home. The, uh, all of the remaining parts, like uh, the uh, mechanical electrical plumbing, they done the same way as you would do it for the traditionally built uh, concrete block house. Uh, once the walls are 3D printed, then the subcontractors come in and install all of the wiring, plumbing, and basically complete the house. And we also have a plan how we can even expedite this process. We call it secondary construction, roofing, windows, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, basically everything besides the, the, the through the printed walls. And we have the technology roadmap, how we even can improve this process. So we, we dream to get to the future where we can build the, a home per week using this technology. All right, now, Anna, are you currently operating? I know you said you did something in Dubai, Missouri. Where are you operating mostly out of at the moment? So if someone said, hey, I want a 3D house, and we're in South Carolina. Could you build a, a house here? So not as the, uh, this year, because now we are preparing to expand our infrastructure and resources to deliver more homes. So this year and next year, we really like put in all of the, our workforce and resources together. So we accept the uh, spots in a wait list so people can uh, basically put the reservation. And once we're ready, we start delivering the home. Because now it's really important to understand that, yeah, technology is great and it's already proven as a viable solution, but it's not scaled yet. So we're in this transition time uh, so we can scale and start delivering more homes. So we consider it like at least next year when we can start doing something. So something that you had said earlier is that right now there are about 10 or 12 3D printed homes in the United States, which is a very low amount. So what I hear you saying is that you're scaling, you're, you're preparing uh, for a much larger and broader market and people can go on a wait list to have a home printed, uh, I think in about 2024. Does that sound right? 
Yes, correct. So, so my follow-up question is, are you working with primarily um, custom-built homes or with builders that are going to be going in and putting in whole, like, you know, subdivisions or both? It's both. So we position ourselves as a technology provider for construction companies. So we want construction companies and home builders use our technology and robots to increase productivity so they can build more, right? And they can build standard homes or they can build luxury homes or custom-built homes. So uh, at the end of the day, we're going to provide our technology to home builders and they can build subdivisions, hundreds of homes, for example, or just come from site to site and deliver the uh, single-family homes just per client. Well, something that's really exciting about that to me is that I, it's on my goal list. I'd like to build a subdivision, a whole planned urban community. And um, I'm curious, I'm going to have to have, maybe have another question, uh, side conversation with you about what it takes to partner with you and your company to be able to do something like that for a builder. Do we just contact you and say we'd like to get on your wait list or is there something deeper involved? Yeah, as of now, it's really like that. So you contact uh, us and you uh, join the wait list. The, one of the kind of main uh, requirements is that the company that want to use our technology, they, in the beginning, they really need to build substantial amounts of homes annually, at least 50 homes. Uh, because our goal is also to get the printers busy every day. So the, our customers, they... Uh, should have the opportunity to build a lot of homes annually. Fantastic. So I know that we're about to go on a break. Um, we got about 10 seconds, so we'll just have to come back and finish some more of this discussion because it really is fascinating, good stuff to know. So hang on through the break, palmettorealestatepros.com. We'll see you guys in about two, two minutes or so. We're back. It's Chad. It's Larry and Dawn, and we have Anna with us from uh, a 3D printing company Apis that Core. is amazing. Uh, so yep. inf information we're learning here today. Remember, if you have questions or you want to get this show, you can go to our website, palmettorealestatepros.com. All the episodes are logged in there. This one may be one you want to kind of go back and say, what did, what was that again about this 3D printing? How does that work? Or so they can, uh, Or they can call in and ask her a question. Yeah, right? Correct. What's the uh, Groucho hotline number? Oh, yes, the uh, Groucho hotline <laughs> number. We have it right here. It's 803-799-TALK. So that's 803-799-8255 if you have a question. Anna, we're so grateful to have you with us today. And we know this is an emerging industry. It's been around, but it's still... Um, you know, there's a lot of growth left in, in this. I think we're going to see it more and more. Our resident engineer here, who uh, Larry, um, who's with us, was a civil engineer. He was asking a question during the break. So ask Anna your question. I think it was a good question. So, you know, with construction, because you've been in the construction industry for, you know, 40 years. Uh, just about yeah, 50 or so. Oh, 50. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to but I'm only short 51, you there. All right. <laughs> Uh, Anna, uh, when you're doing the walls, you're saying it's concrete walls? It's light yeah, concrete. Yeah, exactly. Light concrete. What, 
what uh, like in normal construction in concrete, they put rebar in the concrete or something to hold it when the wind's blowing hard or foundations or things like that. How does your technology work with all that and making the space for the windows, those kinds of things? Uh, so we basically mimic uh, CMU construction, concrete block construction. So the uh, concrete block wall is something that's well documented and uh, very well used in the construction industry. A lot of building codes already for concrete masonry unit block wall. So we structurally 3D print the same walls. And that means that 3D printed walls are reinforced the same way as a uh, concrete block wall. So it basically, we install the um, uh, reinforcement of like the bars in the cavities of the 3D printed wall. And we also, um, for the the grout or like regular concrete, for example, this is how we structurally achieve the safety uh, of the walls, and this is how we literally uh, comply with the building codes for the concrete block wall. Sure. Okay. We're just making sure that the audience didn't think it's just concrete, and when the wind blows or somebody bumps into it, it falls over. Oh yeah. It's, well, it meets all building codes yeah, that are fact, currently in place. Here's here's the levity of today, Chad. We were doing a prison one time, and it was block walls. And guess what? They were letting the prisoners help build the walls. So they were smart enough that in a few places they left out the rebar. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a great plan. <laughs> so, so when they were ready to go home, they just did a good kick against the walls. Yeah. So uh, Frank is not one of those prisoners. Frank is reliable, right? Yes. So they name your 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 three D um, your equipment. You have names for your equipment. They don't well, take sick days, so and they don't kick down the walls and, later. And, and, Fra <laughs> and Frank isn't looking to escape. No. Yeah. So I, I have a follow up question with that. So so I get that that as the walls, the concrete is being laid, it's being laid using current building codes with. Uh, with rebar and stuff, but Larry had also asked, like, how do you account for where windows and doors go and such? Mm -hmm. uh, again, the same as the concrete block wall uh, methods, you know, used to build. So we use the precast uh, U-lintel that you place uh, uh, above the uh, window and door schedule, right? And then we threw the print on top of that. So I, I know it's like a technically it sounds like, oh, how it actually looks in the in the reality. But very short answer is that we don't really reinvent something. We try to uh, mimic something that already uh, successfully used and approved in the industry. And this is how we, you know, just uh, really do the pretty simple, uh, simple things. The only um, uh, difference is that the walls itself, they just built differently. They built robotically. But structurally, they completely the same as the concrete masonry unit block wall. Right, and I think so, if, uh, real quick, Don, I just want to remind folks, if you're listening and you're a little like, you know, how does this work? If you go to their website, I want to mention this again, apis-core.com, apis-cor.com. You can look at some of these houses. They look like a, a typical house you would see. There's just Beautiful. round. I mean, you can you can print things. Uh, you know, the 3D print, printing allows much more. You know, flexibility with how you build and what you build. But it it's it looks very similar to what it's. It's the same 
Uh, it's a house. It looks like so, a regular house. A bit more so, accurate. Or a building. And built more right. accurate. Yes. Do you, do you take a, a blueprint, like an architect comes to you with a blueprint, and you have a programmer that programs that blueprint into a computer, which talks to the printer, and and that's how it knows where to make space for windows and doors and things? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is basically the process. So first you need to create the design, the construction documents, ideally get them stamped. So we know that uh, it's not going to be uh, more changes in the construction documents and floor plans. And then we, we have uh, internal process how we tran uh, translate blueprints to the Frank language. And then basically the Frank, he follows the coordinates. He doesn't really interested. Uh, he's not really interested in the actual blueprint. He uses the numeric code as a coordinate and ones and zeros. And the material. Yeah. Yeah. He, he talks in ones and zeros. I love that. Do you? Yeah. Um, is it just the exterior shell of the house, or do you do the interior walls and stairs and and kitchen cabinets or anything like that? So. We can print the exterior and interior walls. Stairs, it's something that we, we don't do as of now. It's kind of like a different fabrication process. But what we also can do is, you know, uh, for example, some uh, piece of furniture that you, you're not going to move, right? <laughs> kind of like a part of the interior design. Because with the 3D printing, we also can create very beautiful parametric um, shapes, you know, and it can be kind of part of your interior design. Like like a bay window bench in a bay window yeah. within the house. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh. So um, this is a, this is an emerging technology that, again, we're going to see it more and more, especially, and this is how things happen, how innovation happens in many cases is as prices and supply issues, all these things press down on industry. Uh, like the construction industry and, and many other industries, you see technology and innovation come up to kind of solve a problem. And this is interesting. I've learned some things, Anna. We appreciate you being here again. And one of the things I've learned is that you're not trying to take over an industry and say, hey, we're going to be a building construct construction company. You're saying we want to come alongside to help solve some problems. And this is what we need. We need, uh, we need this kind of approach, not hey, I, I, I want to, you know, completely take over. I want to come alongside. This is where we mm -hmm. can join together and get a lot more accomplished than we could trying to do it all by ourselves. Well, facilitate people. Yeah. Well, are, yeah. are there – I'm sorry, go ahead, Anna. Oh, no, I just wanted to say yes, I agree. <laughs> okay. Um, are there ways that people can uh, invest in this industry? You said that you're working on um, kind of your expansion model. So are there ways that people can actually invest in that, invest in the future? Uh, yeah, thank you for asking this. Uh, we are actually the, the, the only company in the construction through the printing industry that have been qualified by SEC to sell shares to public. It's not IPO. It's uh, called Regulation A+, uh, meaning that everyone can uh, buy shares in our company with, with uh, as little as $1,000. And so you can go to our website, click Invest Now, and it's pretty smooth process. You basically can buy our shares online. 
you guys could be the next Amazon. You never know, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. One of our early investors uh, said that it feels like uh, Google in uh, early '90s, and we really believe that it's a historical moment because typically all of the great deals they kind of left behind their closed doors and for those who have a very deep pockets, right? But we wanted to share it with the with people with the public. So everyone can take the advantage of investing early in a very promising startup and make probably, let's say, like, a, hopefully a lot of returns in the future. Hmm. Um, and so, so we can invest $1,000. And what does that $1,000 get us? Uh, you, will, you will receive uh, common shares in our company. It's uh, $1 per share. Uh, and you will receive it immediately, uh, kind of like within 30 days after investing. Okay. I got a quick question. How, how big a structure can you build? Uh, can you build like, uh, say somebody wants to build an apartment complex or a, a five, six-story high-rise for business or something? So as of today, we limited to up to three floors because when we print uh, walls up to three floors, we still can comply with the concrete block uh, walls and the, the building codes for the concrete block walls. Okay. So the high rising, it's kind of like a different approach. We, we, we don't know when or if we're going to do that. But our technology, our robots, uh, allows us to 3D print houses of any square footage. So we can build storages, we can build administrative buildings. For example, building in Dubai, it was a uh, 4,600 square feet. It's pretty large building. So we're not limited to like a tiny homes or single family homes. We basically can 3D print the, the building uh, situated in the in your land. The, only the land is a limit for us, I would say. Okay. So you could you can build entire strip malls up to three stories so long as it's up to three stories, but as as vast as as yeah. as much land as we have so you could you could 3d print an entire mall on 10 acres so long as yeah, it's not more exactly. than three stories no, we're going fascinating to we're gonna take a break here and uh, come back we got about one second we gotta get out of here for a moment back this is chad larry and dawn with the palmetto real estate pros.com just a quick reminder you can call in on our last segment here at 803-799-TALK that's 803-799-8255 we've got anna with um, this 3d printing company i want to remind everyone if you're curious and want to know more information you can certainly call today, or you may want to check out their website. Remember, that's apis-core.com. So that's apis-cor.com. So, Anna, it's great to have you back again. Thank you for being with us for the entire show today. This is fascinating stuff. And, you know, during the break, we still talk. We're talking about things that you're talking about, and this is fascinating to us. And so, uh, Larry had another question, you know, coming from the the uh, the commercial side. He was in the steel industry. 
So they, they built a lot of buildings, tall buildings. That's why he was asking about high-rises. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions is, do you see what do you see happening in the future? Do you see this technology where people, if they said, hey, you know, I need, I need, I need this technology, I want to take part in constructing something, that this is going to grow and, and be available in the sh- short term, long term? What are you kind of seeing? So our goal is to uh, make this technology available to everyone, right, who wants to be involved in the construction. The problem today with the construction is that it's really, uh, really relies on the skill labor again, right? And it used to be kind of like a male-dominated, and it's uh, it's fine because the construction uh, process is very hard uh, and physically demanding work, right? right? But today, with the robots and the new technologies, we can have more people involved in the in the in this industry. People like me, for example, right? I can just have the 3D printer, pickup truck. And I can uh, get to the construction site, and just using joysticks, I can start. Uh, I can wheel the robot to the concrete slab and start printing the homes. So that opens uh, opportunities for for women, for handicapped, or for retired people, right? Who just physically cannot uh, continue performing this really outdated, I think, process when you need to lift up all of the heavy uh, concrete blocks or like all of this materials or work under the sun. So we, this is what we want to do. We want to really rethink the construction process and reshape the construction industry from the career standpoint. Okay, that's it's kind of like you know, when you start out building homes in America, they're teepees and log cabins, and we want to start building nice homes. But you got to have the skill, labor, and the ways to do that. And we're going into a new generation that you can build homes more economically with less people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it also opens opportunities for millennials, again, like me, because, again, we're not really interested in performing hard, dirty, and uh, physically demanding work. But with the new technology, it's completely different, and it's more attractive for yeah. new generation. Yeah. I, I think this is good because a lot of young people today don't want to get in construction because mm-hmm. it's hard work, but this would be something yeah. they could still be in construction and not be killing themselves. Construction and technology merging. Yes. And But this is kind of how it's always been. Whenever there's a disruption, something that disrupts the industry, the people who did it a certain way may not completely buy in initially. Kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, when you had old... Like the lumber industry, they use saws, you know, where they one guy would get one on one side of the saw, the other guy on the other, and then they brought these machines in. <laughs> it's like, hey, this is easier. Hey, you're going to take my job away. Well, so, we all drive automobiles today because Henry Ford said a horse and buggy was old. Right. And right. cars aren't yeah. going anyplace anytime soon. Hey, I, I have a question for you, Anna. Um, and this was yep. something we actually talked a little bit about in the break as well. So, like, one human year is like 10 years in technology, right? So, like, technology advances so quickly. What do you see changing in this technology, not just in the next year? You know, you say you're going to start building in about a year and a half, but, like, by the time you start, you know, building on a massive scale in about a year and a half, and or then, you know, five or ten years down the road, how do you see the technology changing or maybe improving? What's your vision with the future? So our long-term vision is that how we really can improve the overall process. 
Uh, because today, as I said, we use the technology to, to 3D print the cell of a house, the wall structures, right? But it's only the part of the process. Uh, we still have roof, windows, mechanical, electrical plumbing. So our goal is to be more like a construction technology company. And using the 3D printing technology, we can expedite the overall process. Uh, because the 3D printed walls can be very precise. And that means that the roof and windows can be installed very quickly, right? Because today it's not possible. You all the time like you have different sizes because you use the concrete blocks, which are all the time of different shapes and sizes. So our goal is how we can build a home per week, because this is something that really needs to be done in order to meet the growing demand. Because today, the typical house to build, it takes like a, about seven months. That's, that's really long, considering that we have about five million homes needed to be built. But last year, we built about like a one million homes, right? So our goal is really like to rethink and uh, uh, improve the overall construction process using 3D printing technology as a core, as a foundation for that. Do you, so, so how fast can, ver, ver, okay, so we've got the traditional stick home, right? You lay mm -hmm. the foundation, you, you know, um, put the, you know, build, put, build the wood frame, um, then the exterior, then the interior. How, how fast or what's the time difference between being able to print a 3D home versus the traditional stick-built home from start to finish? Just, we'll talk about just the exterior frame, just that. All right. So for the exterior frame, uh, if you uh, use the uh, wood, for example, wood stick house, it can be from like a couple of weeks to a couple of months because you rely on the fuel labor. And you get the wood stick house. I just really want to point it out that it's completely different than the concrete-like uh, house, right? It's uh, concrete-like homes are more durable, fire resistant, everything resistant, right? Uh, we don't build them uh, too much because it's very expensive because you uh, need to have masons. And it's really a sophisticated type of labor, I would say. So this is why if we compare wood stick house to concrete block house, we also need to see the, the actual value, right? What the actual uh, uh, end product. But again, if we use the 3D printing technology, we can 3D print the walls of a single family home, let's say 2,300 square feet. We can 3D print the walls maximum for seven days. And it's actually considered the fact that we use friends for eight hours uh, per day. If we allowed to work 24 hours per day, the walls can be built within three days. And it's constant and consistent. So I think when the problem, built, the biggest problem, if there's a problem that you're going to have, is you're going faster than the rest of the construction crew would be ready. You know, hey, yeah. we're ready for the walls. And you're like, okay, we're done. You know, <laughs> you, you would be moving too fast in a sense. Now, you have to factor that into, that's why this, this synergy of working with the construction company is going to be key. And uh, that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's amazing because if you can do just the walls that fast, it's going to speed up the entire project. Well, mm -hmm. how, how long does it take that concrete to dry? Cure properly, so, properly cure. Yeah, so properly, properly, like uh, when the material gets the 
100% of the strength it's 28 days but the material uh, gets about uh, 70% of strength in 7 days oh. and if you uh, but uh, like a physic- if you physically like touch the material it gets hard in, in about 2 hours you know so it, it it's not something that's like a sitting very soft and like kind of liquid for days it's really solid even in 2 3 hours kind of like a fast drying cement mm-hmm. yeah exactly um are there any like hidden costs associated with this like something that we might not be anticipating for in a regular build uh, so i would say it really depends on the type of technology you use and what equipment what 3d printers you use because this is the main um, cost creation so uh, other uh, solutions, it's like, again, create very large and bulky 3D printers. They take a lot of um, efforts and money just to be transported, deployed, and operated. We completely different solution. So our robot is basically less than a car in terms of the sizes, and it can be transported using a regular pickup truck. And you don't need to have cranes or pallet jacks on site just to move the, the printer and operate it. So in our uh, case scenario, we basically don't have hidden costs because of the design of the robot. But I oh, cannot nice. speak for other, other uh, solutions. They, they really cost uh, uh, requirements. Do you see at some point the printers being able to print more than three stories, like with an extending neck or something? Uh, yes, it, it can be. It just depends on the design of the robot. Because when you build the high-rise uh, building, uh, you basically first build the skeleton, right, the, the structure, and then you build the self-bearing walls uh, between the structure, between the columns. So that's the question, how the robot can look like to do that, and how we can pump the concrete uh, next to the like a sixth, uh, sixth floor, right? There are a lot of considerations technology-wise, but I think that it also the room how we can introduce the 3D printing technology for the high-rise. It's just the next step of the technology development. Fascinating stuff that, that we're learning here today, Anna. Thank you so much again. Thank and you. remember, I'm going to remind folks one more time about the website because the website is going to share more information than we could kind of get into if you want more information about 3D printing and Anna's company, apis-core.com. That's A-P-I-S-C-O-R.com. We're rounding out the show here. Um, so remember to join us next week at the Palmetto Real Estate Pros.com. Till then, have a fantastic day. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Admit it, you've been woken out of a home improvement fever dream after an HGTV binge session and believed you could be a house flipper. Well, that dream is more realistic than you thought. Let the pros at the Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC guide you through the investment and rehab process. And let's make those dreams come true. Learn more at palmettoreg.com.